0: Alright, so before we start the adventure part of the game, uh, what we're going to do is the guided meditation that I mentioned before. So, these characters have a very, very strong psionic bond to each other. They are exceptional in their abilities, and the bond that they share allows them to project their emotional and mental states into this place that we call a sanctuary. That's sort of like a piece of the echo. So what we're going to do is we are going to explore a little bit about um, what the characters are sharing and experiencing in this space. So what's their mental state? And we'll talk about uh, a detail of this place that they're in. So we can just take a moment, maybe take a deep breath. And we are in, this space. The water temperature is perfect. There's a little bit of warmth in this semi-physical pocket of the echo where we're existing. It reflects the physical reality of the warmth coming up from the crevasse. There's a little bit of light filtering down from above and as the the, the waves move and Oscillate on the surface. There are shadows that are cast down onto the sand in the bottom of this mental space. So, what is it that Cole is feeling and sharing and experiencing in this space with the others?
1: Uh, well, sort of an uh, analogous to watching clouds and their shifting shapes and trying to pick out what you think they are. He does, or they do the same thing with the shadows. So just kind of looking up Mm. into the above and seeing how things change and being lost in that.
0: Very cool.
2: Are they subconsciously reproducing the movements of the clouds themselves as they think about it?
0: Probably, Mm. yeah.
2: As as they see a face, they'll reproduce a face.
0: Yeah, I love that. And what about BISC? What does BISC feel and share an experience here with the others
2: uh bisque is feeling uh a great amount of a kind of a, like a languid unity just uh feeling extremely connected mm. in the the gentle flow of, of warm water up from the crevasse with the community where as as a, a non-voting citizen uh bisque is still accepted and appreciated uh for who he is and uh, just kind of uh, not only a sense of oneness with the community, but in particular a sense of oneness with uh, the the team. Uh, yeah. So so Bisk is is uh, flooding out through the sanctuary, uh, through the echo. This this sense of of single cellularness, uh, if you will. <laughs> we're all a unified one with one boundary mm-hmm. and uh, one interior.
0: All right. And what about Hogan? What is Hogan feeling and sharing and experiencing here with the others? Hogan is always the type
3: of being who is aware of his situation and is always trying to show others how to be aware and be safe. Mm. In this particular space, however... Hogan does feel that this is where he can let his guard down a little bit mm-hmm. and actually relax and enjoy some community and some company and some just social connection.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So that's where these characters are. They are connected. They feel as though they're one there's sort of a contemplation of the beauty of the shadows that are flitting down in sort of this psychic space and and reflecting the physical world and the warmth of the water that is sort of the lifeblood of the city. So, take another deep breath and we'll get into the adventure. Cole and Bisque and Hogan, the three of you are at the edge of the crevasse. Um, there are teams of small, um, youngish shark pus that are fitting themselves into these jellyfish hamster balls, these diving balls, um, readying themselves to go down into the crevasse to search for more ancient technology. You can see them, uh, they have Bands of different color, um, phosphorescent, uh, like, uh, paint almost that they have, uh, covering bits and pieces of their body and their arms to represent which of the arms manufacturers they work with. Um, and you see a few who are actually, um, done up in colors of their own, the independent, Um, researchers who will go down and make their finds and then try and sell them to the highest bidder. You've done this before. You make your patrols and you go around the city. Today, you're there at the edge of the crevasse when something happens. Something strange comes up from the crevasse. What is it?
2: I think it's the shattered remains of just this massive sea creature larger than uh, most of us have seen in our lifetimes. We've heard tales of it. Mm-hmm. Those who've done archaeological exploration have uh, have maybe seen one or two of these creatures. Uh, they're, they're definitely high-pressure, deep sea creatures. And uh, okay. usually we don't even see their remains because uh, they, they they travel within uh, this crevasse network, we'll say, or, or within very mm-hmm. deep channels. And then when they uh, die, they decay downward. Uh so seeing this one float up is extremely unnerving and also seeing the the uh particular injuries that have killed it or we assume killed it the particular injuries that it sustained are also very unnerving and maybe someone else will have commentary on what those in- what is unnerving about those injuries
0: Interesting So Michael what uh what do you think this creature looks like What's what's like one feature of it that is strange or unusual uh, compared to the creatures that are currently living in the city.
1: Uh, It has three limbs that are asymmetrical
0: on its body. Ooh. Okay. Three asymmetrical limbs. Love it. Okay. And then uh, Caleb, what kind of um, wounds has it sustained? It has sustained very, very, specific piercing wounds interesting okay so not like the kind of like a jaw pattern that you'd be used to but almost like something
3: yeah no big nothing that would be analogous to slashing teeth or claws it some sort of very specific targeted pierce of a a vital system
0: all right. So the fact that this thing is mostly honestly intact, uh I think is really interesting because maybe you've never seen one like this. Um and the fact that it has floated upwards is very strange. These three limbs um the especially for the shark depie like they have the eight even arms, and that is something that is like very culturally ingrained, right? Of like, oh, this is like how things are supposed to be. And so, to see these three really strange um, limbs, let's let's describe those a little. Like, what do, what do we think the uh, the texture is? Are they rubbery, like an octopus's arms? Are they scaled? I think one is an
2: extremely long uh, fin that ends in uh, three claws. Uh, So, like, think like a bat wing. It's extremely slender Mm -hmm. and long and has some skeletal uh, uh, rigging to it. And then it has three claws. And that's maybe generally on top, uh, you would assume.
0: Okay. So, like, a sail almost?
2: Yeah, exactly. And then uh, I I think the, the other two... Uh, both end up in kind of like a suction cup endpoints that that uh mm. that, that that uh we we you know we, we don't know exactly uh what they do if, if they input if they output if they're just anchors mm. uh but but they're they're kind of yeah on, on the opposite side is 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 the sail fin and a little bit further mm. uh to the front uh but still not within range of the eyes which is concerning or confusing.
0: Alright. Uh so with that, um, you see this, this thing come up and the, uh, the various Sharktopi uh, divers, if you will, or explorers, um, get very excited but very freaked out. Uh, what are the three of you going to do as you see this start to come up?
1: Well, Cole, being very curious by nature, would certainly want to move closer and would encourage the others to come with one thing I wanted just as an odd thing um, in my mind, certain individual aspects of my whole die mm-hmm. off. Like, you know, so like let's say I'm a million little right. jellyfish at some points, there's only 999,000. Mm-hmm. So there's always one or two that are like on the verge of dying. So whenever I quote unquote speak, there's a bit of an echo because the ones that are mm-hmm. close to death are a little bit weaker. So yeah. there's always this sort of this weird echo effect where I'm saying it, but it's not all in unison. voices. So I'm like, let's, let's go, go, let's go, go look, look at this, this thing. thing. It's, it's amazing. amazing. And I'll turn into like a little arrow and like point at it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, Bisk and Hogan.
1: Uh, I don't,
2: I don't know, Cole. I mean, this this seems really uh, large and and terrifying. It's it's from the deep. I I mean, sh- shouldn't we uh, stay back and and let the the shark to pie uh, check it out first? This, this kind of seems hazardous.
1: Probably,
3: but I'm
0: still
3: going to go. (laughs) Well, we definitely need to make sure that nothing else is coming up. So let's go check it out and make sure everyone around there is safe. So that we can do a little bit of investigation and figure out why this happened. Now, can, can
2: uh, uh, along with the rise of this uh, sea creature, do we hear anything in the echo that has changed? Is is it, it's not like screaming psionically at us, is it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it is. Um, it is silent. It is certainly dead, and you can tell that by sort of like reaching out with your senses, um, and uh. With that, so you all, it sounds like Cole, you want to approach it, Bisk are thinking maybe not, and Hogan, uh, you're looking at doing what now?
3: I want to look at the area around it, make sure nothing else is coming up from the deepest part of the the crevasse there so that we can figure out what's happening and make sure
0: we're safe. Okay, so that sounds like um, a good opportunity to use Scan the Environment. Now, your playbook move, Get the Job Done, actually allows you to roll with uh, your Calm stat instead of your Community stat. So you're going to roll 2d6 and add plus 2.
3: Okay, so that is a 12.
0: All right, doing well right off the bat. So with Scan the Environment, when you investigate the world around you, describe what sense, expertise, power, or skill you use to interact with your environment. So how are you looking around, or what are you doing to to sort of figure out if you're safe in this situation?
3: So one of my abilities is Multisense. I feel like that manifests as... Basically, I am hyper-aware of the situation. Mm-hmm. It may not be active all the time, but when I really focus and concentrate, like I am right now, it gives me almost like a an ability to predict and anticipate events. Mm-hmm. So as I am swimming down to investigate, I am looking at all of the different folks that are standing around this corpse. I am looking at the depths of the crevasse itself, Mm -hmm. and I am analyzing things like the current, uh, the different sense emotions of the folks around us where we are now and kind of predicting out in my mind, okay, these people are probably going to go over there and look at it. Mm-hmm. This, These folks over here are kind of scared, so they may pull back. The current over here indicates that someone else is swimming our direction, but I think mm-hmm. it's coming from a safe part of town. And I'm just building this mental map that I'm like a bubble
0: around me where I kind okay. of preemptively know what's going to happen perfect Uh, so on a hit uh the guide tells you something about your world and on a 10 plus you gain plus one ongoing until the end of the scene when acting on the information you gain so you're basically going to get a plus one for the rest of the scene on any rolls you're making uh, to sort of like deal with that situation right now the thing you learn is um you are sort of like keeping track of everyone what they're doing as a group you're sort of like sharing your senses at this point um cuz you're all sort of on high alert you know that this thing, whatever it is, um, is definitely dead. It is no longer a threat in and of itself. Um, you can see that the, um, the shark to pie are definitely excited to have an intact specimen because this is like high value. Um, you get the feeling that they're going to be arguing over it, um, but they don't appear to be in danger. However, as you sort of like reach out with your senses and are looking down into the crevasse, you see small movements in the water um, almost like uh, the shimmering of the air on a hot day um, where you you can tell that it's hot down there because the air is wavering. Um, It's sort of like that. You can sense that there are sharp pinpricks of movement um, that are shooting upward from below, which is very strange. And a few moments before you can see them, you realize that there are some sort of sharp projectiles firing upward from inside of the crevasse headed towards um, the creature, and because of that, the shark to pie in the diving bubbles um, that are nearby it. What would you like to do?
3: I am immediately going to raise an alarm. Okay. And swim towards the... Uh, individuals that would most directly be in harm's way. Mm-hmm. Shove them back, get them out of the way, make sure I am in between them and whatever these projectiles are.
0: Excellent. Okay, that is um definitely a defend another. So that's on the basic move sheet. When you risk your own safety to protect another, you roll plus your altruism stat, which for you will be a plus one. In this case you have a plus one ongoing, so that's going to be a plus two. And I have a ten. Excellent. Uh, on a hit, you protect your ward, and you don't have to choose from the uh, the middling consequences. Um, so you are definitely able to like push them out of the way, get them to move back, um, and in some cases, like get the bulk of this this dead creature between um, them and uh, and these projectiles that come up. So Cole and bisque i think you two definitely have um sorry you two definitely have a better view of this um, because you are uh, not in the thick of it trying to avoid them you see these sort of like black icy spears almost um shoot up from the depths towards them and um you see as hogan is able to sort of like uh, move out of the way and and maybe even uh like a bat aside one of them with uh his telekinesis as it approaches what would you like to do
2: well uh bisque is uh extraordinarily concerned and uh enough people have have kind of uh it's, it seems that hogan is is acting to save the uh shark to pie bisque mm-hmm. you know uh, at least understanding uh not not really completely accepting through uh his entire being. But, but accepting at least at a surface level that this, uh, creature that has floated up from the deep might be deceased. Uh, however, there may hmm. be several symbiotic creatures inside or, uh, perhaps an unbirthed child or eggs or, uh, something more with this creature that, that still deserves protecting. And all sea creatures deserve to be protected, uh, as far as Bisque's naive enthusiasm and bright optimistic <laughs> attitude says, uh, including those who seem to be attacking. Okay. Uh, but, uh, Bisque would like to, um, and, and this one's tough, because Bisque definitely can't uh, push this, this uh, deceased, probably, possibly, I hope not, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe it's just in hibernation, mm-hmm. this is a thing it does, but, but Bisque can't uh, physically push it out of the way, Bisk is far too slight, uh, and, uh, but uh, Bisque can, Bisk is, is webbed and whimsical, as a single cellular organism can still spread himself uh, far and wide, mm-hmm. and so uh, uh, Bisque will pull upon his gift of entanglement, to uh, spread himself wide and attempt to entangle many of these projectiles that are headed for this sea creature into uh, Bisque uh, himself rather than into the sea creature.
0: Okay. Yeah, so you're able to sort of like move up um, next to Hogan as they're sort of like defending people and getting people out of the way and turn yourself into like an arrow net essentially for these projectiles. Mm -hmm. So with that, I'd actually like you to uh, go ahead and resist corruption because these things are not good. in game terms, uh, you have a corruption track, uh, which is sort of like um sort of like a bad XP track. Um, as you fill it up, uh, you have five slots on it. Once you hit five, you will clear it out. There's a mechanic that we have with a community map which we aren't using today. As the individual characters sort of like get this corruption and absorb it, they're spreading it around into the community because when toxic things are happening to individuals, a lot of times it spreads out to the community. There's the reverse of that with Harmony, but we're still talking about corruption. When you get to a full track with that, the other thing that happens is you get to pick up a corruption move, which are very cool, very powerful, one-time use moves with dire consequences. Uh, We won't be getting to that tonight, but know that that is an option uh, if you pick up the game on Kickstarter, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, But (laughs) for now, uh, we will have you resist corruption. Now, uh, you picked a light in the darkness um, as... As your core move as a touchstone. Uh, so that means that you get to do a special thing instead of using the resist corruption move. So for you, you get to um, use the special move and you get to roll hope, which for you is at a plus two. So go ahead and roll a 2d6 plus two.
2: Right. Uh, my 2d6, I got a 2 and a 6 total of 8 plus my hope of plus 2 is 10 total.
0: All right, that's a 10 plus. Y'all are doing great tonight. So on a hit, the corruption gains no hold on you. So you are able to successfully keep it from uh, absorbing into you and infecting you. On a 10 plus, you or an ally may clear uh, a corruption. So in this case, uh, you guys haven't encountered the corruption before. If we were in a longer campaign and you had already racked up a little bit of corruption on that corruption track, this would be a very good thing.
2: Well, uh, uh, an ally can that include uh, NPCs or creatures in the
0: environment? Oh yeah, sure.
2: Because there is this large corpse that I know is full of these.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Ooh.
2: So uh, Bisk, uh would, would would love to contribute this uh, this ability to uh, remove corruption to this this uh, creature that is that is floated up to our level that is just full of these horrible needle like protrusions that apparently cause corruption
0: okay, you can definitely do that. So what does that look like as you sort of like get in there and, uh, and corral those, those projectiles?
2: I think, uh, as, as Bisque uh, spreads himself out uh, thinly and creates this, this uh, spindly web, uh, these, these uh, protrusions uh, pierce into Bisque, and they, they don't uh, pierce the, the cell membrane uh, that Bisk shares. It's, it's mm-hmm. extremely uh, tough, um, but they do uh, push Bisque back, and eventually Bisque is, is floating up against the belly of this uh, creature. And, uh, as mm-hmm. it touches the creature, it, it, uh, little, little tendrils of bisque find the, the bits of these same needles that are, uh, now inside, uh, bisque on the bottom and pull them out so that they're stuck to the bisque on mm-hmm. the top, removing them and, and, sort of some like black ichor or ooze drips from these, these extremely fine pierce wounds on this creature, um, mm-hmm. and, and kind of diffuses into the water around.
0: All right, sounds great. Uh, so, what is Cole doing at this point, having seen all of this going down?
1: All right, so Cole again being very curious. Uh, this is one of the most incredible things that has happened in his its lifetime. Uh, doesn't want this to go away. So, I want to protect the dead creature as a find, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, the first thing that's going to happen is I'm in my jellyfish hamster ball, and and I'm going to come pouring out of it, sort of like caviar out of the bottom of a fish. This. <laughs> <laughs> then i'm going to spread out and encircle the entire creature and then I I, I I hope that cole can determine how this creature would have moved if it were alive it had like fins sort of a thing and i'm going to try to manipulate the fin myself so like its tail lashing back and forth to cause it to swim forward out of the way
0: Ooh. So let's say, so we know it's got this, like, weird, like, sail clothing thing coming out of the top of it, and then these two uh, smaller limbs below it. So, yeah, I, I think it's got, like, a long, flowing tail that it uses sort of like a rudder. So you can, you can imagine, like, if you looked up, like, weird space whale hybrid <laughs> spell jammer ship or something, like, this is the kind of weird thing that would come up. Gotcha awesome so yeah so you're able to like push it away and get it over the lip of the the edge down into the crevasse um, and there are several of the shark to pie who are um, like very intrigued with everything that's going on but they are uh, exercising the better part of valor and uh, getting to somewhere a little bit safe and also uh, they're gonna have to fight over claiming the bits and pieces of this thing uh, for their own uh, uh, and they're not going to be able to do that if they are not with the uh, said specimen. So they are going to go to safety with you. So there are more of these projectiles that have come up. You've been able to stop them, uh, but they have sort of petered off in frequency now. You see, uh, as you get everyone to safety and sort of like get back from the edge, um, there are a few of the uh, pie. Sharktopi- divers who have um, already gone down and may have already been in the trench who have not come back up um, and you hear one or two of the um the shark to pie talking about that over on the edge of the cliff saying you know where is so and so and uh i think someone uh bisk who's who's someone that you know uh among these explorers
2: bisk knows freeble. Uh, Frible is, is, uh, one of the independent, uh, explorers. She's made some extremely successful finds. Two of her arms actually, uh, work together and create an electrical current between them. And she uses this to, uh, slice people in half.
0: Okay. Amazing. All right. So it's like a, it's a, it's a cheese slicer, you know, but bioelectrically powered. Yes. I love it. Okay. Uh, and then, um, who is Freeble missing?
2: Uh, wait, I thought Frible was missing. No, Friebel's missing somebody they know. She knows. Y-
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So sorry. So who's someone that you know who is at the top of the, the crevasse looking for someone else?
2: Right, right. Uh yeah, so um <clears throat> so uh Freeble's two uh electrical arms are, are kind of discharging in frustration, uh absent mindedly, not uh keeping conscious effort on uh, uh Rutanius, and, and Frieble swims up and says, Oh, I've I'm I'm afraid I've I've lost Nimble. Have either of you seen <gasps> Nimble? I mean he's he's young, he's he's this, this is his first spawn year. Bisque, quick, find Nimble. Okay, uh and uh Bisque will uh <laughs> uh disentangle itself from from all these needles, kinda of shaking them free and letting them drip down to the crevasse, and then uh start uh uh swimming this way and that way. Uh not being a uh, uh, really good at searching for people, but being naively optimistic that, that BISC alone can resolve this problem. <laughs>
0: I mean, you know, that's, that sounds right.
2: Yeah. And speed is of the essence. <laughs> Bisque is quick.
3: Yes. So when I see Bisque start to swim down into the crevasse, I instantly get worried because he's young and naive and obviously something very, very dangerous is happening. So through our mental connection, I try to call him back. Wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's try to think for a second. Let's group up. Let's plan. Let me take point let's let's not rush into this, let's figure out what we're doing first. And I try to pull him back so that we can have a tactical approach.
0: Okay, uh, that sounds as though you are trying to get everyone to act as a team. When you face a challenge together as a team, choose a team leader and then we'll answer a couple of questions. And uh, we will basically generate a little bit of currency that we can use to uh, help each other out. So the way that works is we are going to go through a couple of questions um, before we go and face this challenge together. So the first one, uh, are all the team members pursuing the same resolution? So what are you guys trying to do in this situation?
2: Rescue the missing shark to pie.
0: All right. Is everybody on board for that specific goal?
1: Yes. If the sea creature corpse is safe. Mm-hmm. I will leave that and do this other thing. If it's not, that I want to stay with that until that is done.
0: Okay, so it's definitely safe um and being tended to and examined by the uh the Shark to pie Explorers.
1: Okay. Then then absolutely I would come back over.
0: Alright, so that's gonna be a plus one. Um has the team taken the time to prepare for this challenge of going down into the crevasse? No,
1: <laughs> but I think that's what Hogan's trying to get us to do.
0: Yeah, it, it feels like that's what we're doing is we're taking a moment. Um, so I'll give that to you.
1: Mm-hmm. If if
2: if a moment counts as time, uh, we're, we're not gonna have a montage where we spend six weeks getting amped up and then come back.
0: No, no, <laughs> not quite like that. I think I think taking a moment is fine. Is there anyone on the team who does not trust? Uh anyone else on the team? Or is everything hunky dory in guardian land?
2: Right now we're all good. We're solid right now, yeah. It's it's all Hogan and his heroes. Yeah.
0: All right, so then we do not take a negative 1. And then is every team member suffering the penalties of a condition? Uh so if everyone on the team is suffering from a condition, which is basically a minus 2 that you take to one of your stats? Uh, similar to Masks or a few other PBTA games, um, then you'd be struggling as a team, and so you'd be taking a negative one on this. That's not the case, so we're actually rolling this at a fantastic plus two. So uh, it sounds like, um, Hogan, you are taking the lead on this, so if you want to give us a 2d6 plus two, we'll go from there.
3: Do I still have my plus one forward I had from earlier?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is definitely acting on that information, so we're looking at a plus three.
3: Eight on the die, so eleven.
0: All right, making it happen.
2: We didn't want to demonstrate any sort of failure, did we?
0: No, we're just no. I mean, we're we're good. I mean, yeah. you know,
1: this game guarantees nothing but eights or higher.
3: For for all you potential backers out there, this happens every <laughs> single time. You never. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah.
3: There's a fine print. It does not actually guarantee eights or
1: higher. It, that's a stretch goal. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's the stretch goal if we do physical dice, you know, with a fancy little wave or something on it. Yeah, they will always roll. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> it will only roll eight. If out. you roll eight of them or more. Um. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, so on a hit, each team member holds one maneuver. And then because you got a 10 plus, uh, you get to pick one person on the team to get a second maneuver. And basically, this is a currency that you can spend. To add plus one to a basic move that someone uh, has just made. Uh, And then you can also help yourself if you are doing the defend another move or if you are doing the salve, uh, the salve move, which is basically sort of the like healing and um, caretaking. Yeah, it's, it's the healing and caretaking move. So basically it's useful for helping everybody out. Uh, and so we've just generated a total of four that we can distribute. Everybody gets one, and then somebody gets two.
2: Do we, do we have to elect somebody now?
0: Uh, yes. I think Bisque should have two. All right. Since B-
3: Bisk, you were you were kind of driving us forward into this mission, so you you've got your friendo that ask is asking <laughs> for help. So
2: it's true, whose name I've already forgotten.
0: Uh, we said Freeble
2: and Neble? Yep. Needle. Nimble.
0: Nimble. All right. Awesome. So as you go down, um, you are coordinating as a team. You are relying on each other's senses um, as you start to make your descent. Now, um, there are, uh, you notice these projectiles coming up periodically.
1: I just want to interject that uh, Cole would have left just enough of myself to keep my hamster ball afloat but then the rest of me would have gone into another one that had been abandoned by one of the shark to Cause I'm not going to mm-hmm. put my hamster wheel at risk. So we're in that hamster wheel currently. Really, I am.
0: Amazing. <laughs> oh, I'm
2: glad he did that after we did a team move. <laughs> I, I can't trust you. If you won't carry my gift yes. with you.
1: Well, I don't want to put it in. danger. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> it's precious to me,
2: but you, you don't like enough to use it. <laughs> <laughs> are you just pretending to be, is, is this all, are you hoarding it? I've seen enough of that.
3: <laughs> hey, it's not hoarding. Our research. Right. It's important research.
0: <laughs> okay. So, um, you all are starting to make your way down. Um, now it sounds like getting through uh whatever defenses these are might be a good opportunity for Hogan. You've got a move called hack the world when you attempt to bypass a location's defenses, and in this case, I think we can definitely say that the location, which is the bottom of the crevasse, is being defended by whatever this is. So if you'd like, you can roll plus drive, which for you is a plus one. Uh, I think you've still got that plus one ongoing uh, for this situation. I think once you get down there, we'll move on to a new scene, but you'll have it for this, and... You can go ahead and roll that to see how you fare as you lead the team downward attempting to uh, keep yourselves from getting hit by these things.
3: So here's a question for you. The sure. maneuver that we gained, that currency, mm-hmm. is that something that has to be declared before a roll?
0: Uh, you can declare that um for a roll after uh, but it's for basic moves and this one is a specific playbook move.
3: Gotcha. Okay, so let me go ahead and roll. You said this was with a drive so that's a plus one, plus one forward, plus two. Ooh, five on the die.
0: Hey. That, That
3: gives me a seven.
0: All right, we're looking at a seven to nine range which is always sort of the meat and potatoes of your PBTA games. So on a hit, which uh, you got, because you got at least a seven, um, you gain access. So you're gonna be able to get to the bottom of the crevasse. Um, However, you're gonna have to choose one of these options. Um, Your access is limited or temporary. So something will be trying to get you back up and out of that area. Uh, The bypass was more difficult or challenging than you anticipated. Describe how and mark a condition, uh, which are those negative twos that I mentioned before that correspond to your stats Um, or your entry had unseen consequences.
3: I want to take the second one because I want to, take some damage so to speak with a
0: condition. <laughs> all right and uh in this like several uh of the i think newer pbta games um you don't necessarily have hit points or anything like that the way that we track harm is actually uh, more like masks where uh you have conditions one for each of your five stats if you mark all five of those conditions you are done for the scene and bad things are happening So uh, how does uh, this ordeal make you feel? You've got despairing, selfish, isolated, angry, or conflicted.
3: All right, so what I see happening is as we are descending into the crevasse, we see that not only were these piercing spears of blackness coming up at us, but deeper in the crevasse, there are actually large arms full of these spikes, mm okay, and they are there's only a few of them, but they're really, really big mm-hmm. and they are once we get into their range, they do start to come toward us to try to encapsulate us and and pin us between these giant spikes. okay, so what I do when I see this happening because with my multi sense uh, I, I kind of get a a view of it before the other two do. Mm-hmm. So I very quickly dart down into the water and off to the side mm-hmm. and pull their attention, their their these arms attention to me. Mm-hmm. So they're coming after me to pin me, and when they clash down, they actually separate me from the the other two.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay,
3: I I think that tracks to an isolated condition.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you're definitely feeling like. They are not in a place where you can immediately defend them or sort of like lead them, which is, I think, your your whole thing, right? Is being aware so that you can like control the situation and you're not necessarily in control of the situation at the moment. Yes. Okay, perfect. So you get down there, the arms are sort of like going after uh, Hogan and have sort of like split him off into uh, a separate area um and are sort of like waving back and forth so that you can't quite get to him bisque and cole what you can see from where you are is further down you're getting towards um there are different like shelves in the crevasse um and like there are basically like layers of depth, right, so you get to the first shelf and it's a very like wide area. Most of it has already been pretty well picked over by the explorers because it's the closest thing, and then you can like go down from that shelf and go further and further and further and Right now, Hogan is sort of like trapped between the wall of the crevasse and these arms that um have sort of like come up along the edge of the 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 cliff or the the trench um on the side of where the edge of the shelf is and so they're sort of like in that pocket um trapped the two of you can either try to help or you can go down and try and explore further what would you like to do
1: so quick question does it appear that these spikes are like a natural extension of a creature or are they like some sort of like metallic crossbow type of weapon
0: uh so these are definitely like they're sticking out of it almost like uh porcupine quills i would imagine but you can see like there's these the tentacles actually look they almost look like an octopus arm but they're massive and like um in the way that like uh an armadillo skin or like really really dry like lizard skin can be it looks like it's almost like cracked where it's grown really really quickly and there are splits in it like if you think of like the way that the thing's skin can be like really pebbly and all that but imagine like where each of the the little like outlines is it's like raw skin underneath it that's all sort of like blackened and protruding from those are these spikes that are just like you know tearing and rending through that and they're being sort of being like fired out from the skin.
1: Uh, so and then when they get fired, are they replaced?
0: Uh no. The the wound is just sort of like there oozing little black stuff.
1: All right. Um so I think for me, I'm gonna try my sense weakness move. So I want to spread out into sort of almost like ride along the this limb and through it and kind of explore it to see if I can determine anything that might stop it.
0: Okay, so you identify weak points in everyone, friend, or foe. When you first encounter a new ally, predator, or other notable creature, you may ask the guide one question about them. They must answer truthfully.
1: Uh, uh, Is there a particular stat I roll with that?
0: Nope, it's just you you don't even have to roll. It's you have met a new creature, and you're just that good. Oh, man,
1: I am that good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I guess my question would be, is it possible to cease the spikes like to keep them from coming out anymore to to basically de-weaponize that particular arm
0: okay you're observing it right you spread out there's thousands and thousands of your your little tiny jellyfish that um sort of like go to look and examine these arms as they're sort of like keeping hogan at bay at the moment um and you see as these spikes fire out from the limb the little bit of like ooze coming out uh from the wounds, but it looks like they are they are that they are wounds that are coming from the inside and they aren't regenerating quickly as far as you can tell, so you're pretty sure that if you can get it to expend all of the spikes um you will definitely have some time. the sensation that you got from um bisque when they were hit by several of these you felt this corruption that just felt like something from somewhere else that didn't belong in this world right mm-hmm. as it sort of like as they dissipated as sort of that ichor drained out of the the corpse and dissipated into the water you felt that sort of like lessen and get almost absorbed into the 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 water around it so you think that it's it's from somewhere else and if you can stop whatever the source is, you think it might dissipate safely.
1: Okay. Um, again, we we share it's almost like a consciousness to the Echo, so mm-hmm. I assume Hogan and Bisk also have this information yep. now.
0: So, Bisque, what are you doing at this point? You've sort of, you have the information that if you can get it sort of out of ammo, so to speak, uh, it'll just be this big, nasty, gross tentacle arm thing. Mm-hmm. Or that you may be able to deal with something at the source. What would you like to do?
2: Uh, that's a really good question. Bisk is conflicted. Bisk wants to stay and help uh, his teammates. Bisk also really wants to to go and look for poor Nimble and uh, some mm-hmm. of the other missing shark to buy. But yeah, I, I think Bisk would would. Uh, I mean, the shark to pie. Uh, if they're beneath this, mm-hmm. they probably won't be survive a a a, tra- a trip back up. Uh, and going around, uh, who knows how long these, how, how deeply along the crevasse uh, on either side, these tentacles stretch. So it'd, it'd be nice to have a safe, a guaranteed safe route out. So uh, mm-hmm. th- that plus the, the, the drive to remain with the tomb will keep bisque here. And uh, I
0: might like, uh, so out of character, meta-ing, um, you do have the violence isn't the answer, which, which helps you when you endure a blow. So if you wanted to go that route, you could sort of like try and take the hit if you wanted to try and get it to expend the ammo so
2: yeah and so that was that was uh what i was debating although it seems like a a ridiculous uh repetition of the exact same strategy i used with the gigantic whale thing to uh take the hit for it but uh it's not a bad option i wonder how else i can you know i have power negation
0: oh yeah okay so you do have a move called Do Something Wondrous, so when you use your gifts in a spectacular way maybe you could use that.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I I like this idea. So so uh Bisk uh briefly considers uh trying to taunt these limbs into uh attacking him mercilessly and expending all of their uh toxic darts on him. Uh but he remembers how the the corruption felt with just being hit by some of these, and he worries that uh he may not be able to endure them all, and uh Boy, mm-hmm. then the team would be stuck caring for him rather than caring for the shark to buy. So uh, Bisque decides uh, instead to um, uh, call to the powers within. And uh, so, so Bisque, uh, in his mind's eye, he, he retreats back to the echo, uh, back to the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, he's briefly in tune again with the, the community and the oneness of being a single cellular organism and uh suddenly uh, kind of the, the the soundscape changes to uh mm-hmm. a single sustained note from kind of the the harmonizing aquatic tenor thing and uh you know along the screen a a mm-hmm. single uh ray of blue light uh horizontally uh, appears uh kind of tracking that single note and then we we emerge back from the the echo and uh we find that 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 sort of blue energy and light is emitting from bisque, from mm-hmm. uh from its its uh sort of diffuse body. And uh f- first it's it's a diffuse glow, but then it, it kind of uh, ratchets in and even though it's rippling a little bit uh with, with distortion not in the surface of the water, but almost with the currents and heat differentials in the water, uh it, it, it slowly focuses mm-hmm. in at kind of this bright point onto one of these tentacles, and it uh its goal is to suppress this tentacle's ability to eject these uh needles for some time.
0: All right, that sounds like you're doing something wondrous. Go ahead and roll your drive stat. My drive stat is
2: plus one, and I'm going to need it because I got a three and a one on the die, which is four, so a total of five.
3: Okay. Ooh, ooh, can I use safety net?
0: Uh, you can absolutely do that. And if you guys would like, uh, since the um, do something wondrous is a basic move, you can also use maneuver to help. If you can think of a way to do that, so either route you want to go, you can do. Uh, but safety net's a good one. Let's let's uh, let's explore that. What does that do specifically?
3: Safety net. When something doesn't go to plan, you react with instinct and training.
0: <laughs> okay, that definitely sounds like what's happening.
3: Yep. When an ally rolls six minus on a basic move, you may mark a condition and describe how you help them. If you do, the ally may consider the roll a ten plus.
0: Oh yeah. Whoa.
3: So, that's
2: how many conditions could we give you?
3: Get oh, yeah, killed. It's <laughs> always my goal. Always my goal. So, I am tussling with these arms, pulling them away from my companions, mm-hmm. and then I see that Bisque has gone in. I felt. Where he was pulling this inspiration and this power from trying to do the right thing, but his inexperience, he can't focus, he can't direct it. Mm -hmm. I've been in the thick of it before, I I kind of felt this was going to happen with my premonition sense, my multi-sense, so Mm -hmm. as this is starting to happen, I lash out. With my telekinesis, ooh, okay, and I do two things. One, I smash away the arms that I was immediately engaged with, uh, which cuts a clear path that I can get to Bisk directly. Okay, and i I use my telekinesis. the The second part of it, I use mm. it to just rocket myself to him okay and i use a a physical connection mm-hmm. to then strengthen his to strengthen the power Ooh, yeah. the focus of his power and i i basically come right into contact with him it, it's almost like the like a mind mail, a mind link i mm-hmm. i grab him and essentially point him in the right direction <laughs> to Amazing. do what he's trying to do